Ford. We are starting right now. We are now live. That's not what I'm doing. Oh, okay. I, I was fully ready to take a drink of my water, because it takes a little bit for you to get through your intro. Yeah, it does. All right, ready? Well, now I, now I need, like, the very intro to, like, to, like, segue into what I'm doing. The what? Segway into what I'm doing. I know what a segue is, but what about a very intro? Did I say that? Yeah. I need a very intro, you said. I didn't mean to say that. That's going to be really loud. <laughs> okay. This episode is sponsored by Ritz Crackers, <laughs> the noisiest cracker. All right, so. <clears throat> Oi, mate, look what we got over here. It's a wild casing. He's the number one host here. And a beautiful creature. But he's dangerous. Real dangerous. And over here we've got another wild Jared. Now he, he's quite the specimen. He's such a dumb idiot. It's hilarious. Now, what we've got with for you today is socks on a jaguar. That is the podcast that is as weird as some of the strangest animals on the planet. Have you ever heard of a flounder? Those are the weirdest fish ever. Let's talk about it. You really gotta give yourself more credit, Jared. <laughs> no, I don't think that was as good as it could have been. No, I'm not talking the intro. You introduce yourself as the dumbest creature. Oh. So dumb it's hilarious. Yeah. You gotta give yourself more credit than that. No, you, you nailed no. me, spot on. Like, suspect beautiful creature, beautiful creature, but incredibly dangerous. You don't want to get on my bad side. Let's just say that. But you got to give yourself more credit. I feel like we can work on that. I'm not going to. Off, I'm going to segue into my one of my most favorite people that used to be in the world. Because that, uh, what's the word? Inspired this intro. Yes. Steve Irwin. Can we talk about him? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you okay, look like I'm you're not, about to cry now. I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know much about Steve Irwin. Okay, okay, this that's was, fine. You can teach me a lot about Steve Irwin. So, I don't remember much either, because it was I was so young when I'd watched him, and when he died, sadly, by a stingray. But um, What? Yeah, he died from a stingray. That's the coolest way to go out, I think. Yeah, but apparently they had like 200 revenge deaths from people going in the ocean and killing stingrays. Oh. Because people are mad that... They killed him, Fair which enough. is reasonable. He was such a cool guy. We would go to the library, buy his um, VHSs of the Crocodile Hunter show, mm -hmm. and watch that. It was fantastic. I loved watching him, and I kind of want to go back and watch some of his old stuff. We, we definitely should. Well, yeah. you should. I... We could make like a... You know how so recently we've been doing a lot of like hey Kaysen hasn't seen this let's make him watch it yes this is gonna be another one of those another one of, yeah for yeah. sure that's um, one on the list definitely add him to the list He he's one of the uh, I, I really don't know much about him I recognize his name and that's about it he's one of the naturey guys right yep. that kind of taught the kids how to hold a crocodile yep. how to catch a turtle um, stuff like that right yeah what was the coolest thing you learned from him I don't remember learning anything from him because oh. I was so young. It wasn't. He was an educational person, yeah. though. But I, I was just so young, I don't remember it. 
This is fair. But I love watching it because you just like be holding a snake by the tail and just kind of like shuffling around it really quickly <laughs> and it'd lo- launch itself at him and he'd be like, whoa, whoa, careful that mate. Crikey. Look at the size of that croc. Now, he was Australian, right? He wasn't yes. just faking. Yeah, he was actually Australian. Good. Because I know some people that pretend to be Australian. Like me. Yes. I was, it was bad inter- impression. No, I, the impression was good. It's just... I can do better. I'm looking at you right now and you don't look Australian. What does looking Australian mean? It's just you're upside down. Oh, true. I could be upside down if you want me to. Yeah, I want you to do the rest of the podcast doing a handstand. I was just going to sit upside down on my chair, but if you want me to do a handstand, I no, can do No, it's okay. Handstand. I will also accept standing from the ceiling. Like a bat. You know, bats are cool creatures. Bats are cool. You know, they're the only animal that, or only mammal that can fly. I'm aware. Do you know how big some of them can get? There are some human-sized bats fruit out bats there. Fruit bats can get so huge. I think it's fruit bats. Yeah, I believe it. I saw a photo of a bat. Five foot five inches. Five foot five inches. That's the size of a person. Some people. Some I know people. some people who are pretty short. I know and some, some people that are shorter than that. Yeah. Could you imagine walking down the street and you see a bat about the same size as you? Just chilling there? Maybe hanging from your, your gutter? That'd be terrifying. But that also pretty cool. A lot of people are afraid of bats. But they are honestly sometimes some of the cutest animals... And um, just some of the coolest. They got like such leathery wings, like a dragon and stuff. Here's here's my problem with bats, like most animals. Mm -hmm. I love bats when they're in their natural habitat. Um, When they leave that habitat and come into my habitat, my house, um, a workplace, my garage, I hate those things. They're creepy. Um, they're invading my personal space and they're probably trying to steal my fruit and I don't appreciate that. That's understandable. Um, but like outside, I see a bat flying sometimes and then I'm like, oh, that's cool, it's a bat. Um, I actually found a bat in a, in a school when I was working one really? day. Yeah. Um, it must have got in somehow. It must have been flying above and got his wing uh, impaled on a grid wire mm. in which he promptly died when I found him because oh. he was he was long gone but um I, it, was, it was very cool to see one really close up in person mm-hmm. so it, it's a shame that he had to go that way but yes it was a good learning experience we're talking about shameful or sad ways that things go now yeah getting time. caught on a, a ceiling grid wire stingray death yeah, it is, it is really sad. So let's transition to something else that's not sad. Well. I'm great at these transitions this time, aren't I? No, okay, by saying work in a transition is automatically a bad transition, I feel like. No, I feel like I've been on top of my game this whole time. Let's transition from that, because I don't want to burst your bubble here. Okay, so. I feel like I had a couple things I wanted to say about your intro, but I've completely forgotten them by now. Good, because we're off the intro now. So, Casey, <laughs> if you remember back to our first episode, yes, one of the things I had talked about was playing Hollow Knight. Yes, and there was this one boss fight where you fight a character named Hornet. Yes, for the second time. Yes, and that was months ago. Have you, first of all, have you played the game since then? Yes. Okay. 
Other I, than recently. Yes. Okay. Maybe. Not not a whole bunch. Okay. There was other games I've been playing. For sure. Because The Last of Us Part Two came out. Still haven't finished that, but... Georgia is frustrated with you, I by know. the way. I know. <laughs> she really wants you to finish that. I know. <laughs> but, um... Uh, today is what? Wednesday. Wednesday. Monday. September 2nd. Wednesday. Yes, that's today. Yes. Monday. I finally beat Hornet. The second time. For the second time. Yes. Around the applause. Maybe, I'd say like four and a half hours of trying. Yeah. In total. Yeah. She's she's a tough one. She Um, shouldn't be though. Why not? I don't know. It's annoying, because she should, I should be able to, her attacks aren't that hard to dodge, <laughs> but for some reason, after she attacks, I jump, at the same time she jumps, and we collide in the air. So, my, what makes Hornet so tough is she's a very small and agile character. Yes. So, if you want to hit her, you have to get very close to her, and because she's so agile, yes, her attacks are telegraphed pretty well. And there's only, like, four of them, I'm pretty sure. Um, you have to get so close to her. By the time she moves, you're so close to her, you're just going to get hit bonked. Yeah. Uh, which you take damage from. And what she's got a big range, too. Huge range. Um, what was the setting in that fight? I'm trying to remember. So you're in what's known as the Kingdom's Edge. Yes. And there's, like, a bunch of wind flying around you and it stuff. almost looks like it's snowing a little yeah, bit. basically. That's awesome. Um, and so... I want to tell you how I defeated this villain because it's you're not villain. This, this person, character. this character, because it's kind of funny. So, I am struggling really hard, right, to mm-hmm. get this person, and so I finally decide I'm not gonna waste time right now. I'm gonna go off and just explore more, and so I'm trying to get more pale ore mm-hmm. to boost my nail, the sword that they use to make it do more damage right yeah and finally i i finally realize um where i have to go um it's like basically the top of the map top 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 of the top and i finally find something laying on the ground like that's my second pale ore (laughs) that's what i needed and so i go to the nail master and have him reforge my nail and so it's stronger now you do more damage per hit. Yeah. Yes. And then, also, I have more um, charms, mm-hmm. which gives you certain powers uh, based on what charm you have equipped. And I have Long Nail and Quick Slash. Quick so, Slash is a, it's a godsend. Yeah, so Long Nail, it makes your reach farther, so you don't have to be as close to her when you're attacking. Mm-hmm. And Quick Slash is one of my favorite charms now because it, it makes you attack faster you, i love it normally you can only swing once every half second i would say maybe even longer than that maybe even longer with quick slash you basically can swing as fast as you can push the button mm, i i can push my button pretty quickly okay well it's, it pretty much triples your speed in what you can slash yeah that, that'd be and good. i feel it's just it's you awesome. can rack up so much damage with yes this. but that isn't what made me finish Hornet off. One charm that you ha- get is... I forgot what it's called. But it's one where you... 
create a odor about you the that damages am- enemies, damages enemies that walk through the smoke cloud, yep. really. And so, on my final fight with her, she does her attack where she jumps in the air and launches herself at me. Yep. And I'm on my last heart, trying to heal one more or mask. I'm on my last mask, and I'm trying to heal up. And she launches herself at me, hits me, without me recharging my heart. I die. And then all of a sudden, I see the little <laughs> icon for the, um, what is it, the hunt master or something? Yeah, yeah. That, like, tells you after you... defeated you've... an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I'm like, I died, but I finally beat her just because <laughs> of my stinky odor coming off of my body. So I, I'm curious, what happened after that? Did it, like, did you revive or did you have to walk all the way back? And um, There's a bench not very far from okay. where it is. But I had to walk back from that bench. <laughs> and I've done this before where I've defeated a boss while dying. Yeah. I, I can honestly say I've never done that. That's my second time I've done that. Because oh. the other time was when I got... There was an attack coming at me, but I also did that one thing where you blast out like a yeah. white ball. Yeah. And so both attacks are coming and they kind of just exchange. Really? Yeah. So second time dying while winning. <laughs> but yeah, I finally get to the area. It's empty. I'm like, yes. Yes. You, now, do you feel like you can do anything? No. Did, did you continue moving forward after I that? did, yes. Even after what you get from that? Which we won't go into. But like, after I got that, I was just like, I'm on top of the world. Yes. So after I got what I got from that, I was able to explore many more areas and I finally got the, uh, what's it called? The accomplishment, the trophy for um, gaining a map for all the areas. Really? So I've explored all the areas now, apparently. So what Hornet was probably your biggest challenge yet in the game so far, would you say? Um, yeah, probably. Pretty close to, well, there's this other one that I haven't, this other boss that I haven't tried too much to do because it's so it feels so hard it's so fast it's hard to beat them yeah so I barely even tried it all you say beat them or are there three of them no okay you're talking about the mantis lords yes. are you I got those, those guys pretty easily those are my favorite boss only after like game. a half an hour of trying those are my favorite boss in the entire game it was really fun actually to fight them oh, once yeah. I figured out what to do it's just like, oh, this it's is a It's almost piece of like cake. you're dancing with them, and it's so cool. Yeah. Um, are, are the people you're talking about, like, the top of a tower, kind of? No. Mm. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm curious on who you're talking about. But, I actually, I might think I know what you're talking about. Is it those guys that, like, roll around, yes. and there's two yes. of them at the same time? Yeah. Those were the other bosses that I was struggling with while also struggling with Hornet. That's okay. where I was like, oh, there's too many... Bosses around, and there's no more to explore except to fight them. I gotta them. fight some bosses. But yeah, they were the first ones I went to after I upgraded my nail. And they still took quite a while, but I finally got it. Like, I was on the last... Because there's like six of them. Yeah. And there's two of them attacking at once. And I finally got to the last one. I'm like, okay. I have like two <laughs> masks. And I'm like, okay. I can I can take care of one. This This should be easy, right? And 
Dun dun dun. I, I do get it. Those guys were the hardest boss for me. In the game. Probably the second for me, I'd say. Who, who's the other guy you're talking about? Um, people. It's one thing. I don't know what it is. But it is in my least favorite area, which is the deep nest. Deep nest, okay. I hate it so much. There's so many spider webs and spiders crawling across the screen. The it's disgusting. Terrifying. I hate so walking dark. through it. I'm trying to think of what bosses are in the deep nest. So I think it's called Nosk. Oh, Nosk. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty easy. Okay, I c why do you say he's easy? There, there's a way to cheese him. Okay, I think um, I might have figured out a way, like, a couple days ago, I'm like, hey, this might be a good way to beat him. If, so if you don't cheese him, he's pretty difficult. But I don't like, know what cheese means. Um, gimmick? Like, figure out a way to win okay. without, like, playing correctly? Is that a good way to put it? I guess. Um, I know what you're talking about. Like, uh... I learned this term from Smash Brothers. So in a, okay. a Smash Brothers would be like, um, if you don't know how to recover, instead of fighting you, I would just throw you off the ledge and watch you struggle. Okay. It'd be like, I'm beating you technically, but I'm taking like a gimmicky approach to like it. Like you've, you're taking advantage of a situation yes. because yeah. of how it's set up. Yeah. I understand because there was one of the Dream Warriors, I believe, I think that's what they're called, right? Yeah. He's one that rolls up into a ball and launches himself at you. But when you hit him, he gets knocked back. Boom. So what I did was just stand in the corner. <laughs> and when he came at me, I just whack, whack, whack. whack. Oh, yeah. That, that's the, yeah, that, that's kind of a cheap strat. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Fight him. Because he makes all these weird noises. Like, <laughs> um, no, it's... Uh, I'm glad you're progressing through the game. I, you're a lot farther than I thought you were, if I'm being honest. Um, really? Because last time we talked, yeah, last time we talked, you were. I thought Hornet was like, pretty earlier in the game, but I, it turns out she's not. I feel like, um, I just got to that point very late. I explored okay, other yeah. stuff, because. The new areas I'm exploring, seem like they have things that could have been done earlier okay, yeah. in the game. No, it's yeah. uh, I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying one of my favorite games of all time. Yes, I really like it, and I have it listed as my third favorite game. See, I, I wish I could express some sort of uh, something that interests you that I've done recently, but I, I can't say I have. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I, I honestly don't think I have been. Okay, that's fine. Perfectly fine. Alright, next topic. Next topic. You got anything? Uh, real quick, we do have a sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Ritz Crackers. No, it's not. But, these Ritz Crackers do taste good. Our, so, Ritz Crackers. Yes, we're talking about Ritz Crackers now. We're back to food. Okay. It's been like three episodes since we talked about food. That's way too long. Mm -hmm. These things taste just as good with nothing on them as they do with a slice of cheese, some sausage, that cheese whiz, whatever you put mm -hmm. on a Ritz cracker, it always tastes good. You can put, I've seen people put salmon on. Some of the best combinations in food is just a sandwich of Ritz crackers as the bread, and the middle is the cheese and sausage. Thank you. Thank that you. Is, 
so good. It's got to be like one of the best combinations of food there ever is. You get the buttery from the cracker because mm-hmm. that's the flavor of a Ritz cracker and the salt buttery. and the salt of the crack. Of More the buttery, crack. but yes. Um, you get. How would you describe a flavor of cheese? Um, I usually put cheddar. Dairy. Dairy is not a flavor. Okay. How would you I, describe a slice of cheddar cheese? Cheddar cheese. Um, Depending boy, on what I never, kind tr- of, I never I tried know. to explain the taste of cheese before. I'm, tra- I'm struggling to think of it. Depending on what kind of cheddar, it could be sharp. So, basically, I'd say it's if you were to like take milk and shake it up and age it. That's now what you're describing like. what cheese is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm okay. We're gonna try really hard here to describe the flavor. We of are. Cheese. Yes. I don't know. So okay, what isn't cheese as what a flavor? Isn't what? Yeah, cheese isn't spicy unless it's pepper jack. There's some spicy cheese. Yeah. You're right. There are. Okay, let's just go cheddar. Cheddar typically isn't spicy. Not spicy. Not S- sweet. Definitely not sweet. Not bitter. Is it, is it refreshing? I don't yeah, think so. I think it can be refreshing. A nice, like, cold slice of cheese. Okay, so let's say you just got done, like, mowing the lawn, doing something tired, you're hot. You open up the fridge and you got a glass of lemonade there and a piece of cheddar cheese. Best combination. <laughs> no, which one are you going oh, for? Mm, to, s- to refresh it. So, I would go with the lemonade because it's refreshing and you are rehydrating yourself. You can't really rehydrate yourself with cheese. It is dairy. Lemonade? No. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yes, I know that. Um, what about it? Okay, what... So it's not really refreshing, is what you're saying. There's more things that are refreshing. Okay. But sometimes it's... It's not, like, refreshing, refreshing, but it's, like, to your taste buds, it's, like, a refreshing taste that... Okay. It's a different kind of refreshing than you're thinking, I think. Here's mine. Okay. It's calm. Calm. It's a calm flavor. It's not, like, it's, when you bite into a piece of cheddar cheese or a chunk of cheddar cheese, you're not like, hmm, this is really flavorful. It's a very mild, calm flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. What's yours? Um, it's... We live in Wisconsin. We're pretty much experts on cheese. But we're struggling a lot to describe what cheese tastes well, like. Well, you can't just be like, this is what cheese is like. It's like cheese. It's There's cheese. nothing else like it's it. Like... That's what the scripting words come in. we got to paint a word picture for our cheeseless audience. Well, this is like trying to explain colors to a blind it's person. It's actually nothing like it at all. How is it's it not like it? Because like... there are things that we have tasted and words that we've given to describe foods. Like... Okay, then try to explain the color blue to someone who's never seen the color blue before. It's physically impossible because they don't yeah. ha- they don't have the resources that we have to describe food. But they have other colors. We have other foods, right? That's what you're trying to get to, right? Yes, but a blind person can't see the other colors. No, but I'm just saying if they've never seen the color blue specifically. Okay, so you, you a person who's fully capable of seeing color. Yes. But just physically, somehow, has went their entire life without seeing blue. Yes. How do we describe blue to them? Exactly. That is the stupidest hypothetical I've ever heard in my life. And so is explaining cheese to someone they're, who's never had cheese before. How, nothing... how can you never have cheese before? I'm sure a lot of people have. They're disgusting. Okay. There are people who are starving in places that I 
Then why are other people eating their cheese? They should just give it to them. You're right. We should give cheese to them. But give cheese to the starving she, kids in Africa. Cheese goes bad. You can't everything fly except up. honey goes bad. Oh, we can send cheese whiz over to Africa. Portable cheese, non-perishable, oh. doesn't go bad. Oh. You know what cheese whiz goes good with? Uh, Ritz crackers. Ritz crackers, right <laughs> yeah. there. Now, a, a slice of cheddar is definitely better than the cheese whiz. I think so, too. The oh. cheese whiz is just like, like you were saying, a slice of cheese is like calm. Yeah. I think the the cheese whiz is just too much at one time. It's it not like too much, too much, but like it's not the reassuringness that you get from cheese. No. Yes, I'm calling cheese reassuring. <laughs> okay, so it's calm and it's reassuring. Yes. Um, that's Jared. <laughs> now, cheese whiz is the closest thing. It tastes good, but it's the closest thing to what I can imagine eating glue tastes like. What? Because um, it's sticky. No, glue. It's sticky. I've never ate glue before. I don't know what it is. But it, when I have a, a cracker, a Ritz cracker, nothing else, because there's no other cracker other than Ritz. Uh, filled with the cheese whiz. I always put way too much on. Pop that in my mouth. My mouth is full of goopy cheese whiz. I feel like I'm eating glue with a little bit of flavor. Okay. I don't think you've actually seen glue before. Glue? What? Like, are you talking like plain old like Elmer's Elmer, glue? Elmer's glue straight yeah. from the horse hoof. Okay, the cheese whiz is more solidified than that. Regular Elmer's glue is more liquid and will just run over your Ritz cracker, unlike the Cheese Whiz, which actually retains its form. I I agree with you, where if I were to take a Cheese Whiz and spray it on this beautiful blanketed table that you put in front of us, and if I were to take Elmer's glue and dump it on this beautiful... Specifically, the adjectives I used to describe it. Dump versus spray, they're different. They have different like properties that mm -hmm. let them keep their solid and or liquid in case of glue shape. But when I put it in my mouth, all that goes out the window. Okay. Because I'm turning it into just a mush in my mouth, I which I relate to glue. I just cannot see how glue could even taste like that. I know that's not what you're talking about. It doesn't about, taste like but... it, but it, like the texture reminds me okay. of glue. I could see that. If I, if I put too much cheese whiz on my Ritz cracker. I don't think you can put too much. There is a limit. What would that limit be? Um, if... If you can have just spray the bottle into your mouth, then I would there's not. no limit. I would not. You would um, not. So here's here's how much cheese whiz is too much for a Ritz cracker. Um, if you were to take a Ritz cracker and set it on the table, and you fill that buddy up to the edge, high enough to where you can set another Ritz cracker on its side, and that cheese is taller than the Ritz cracker, that's too much cheese whiz. Okay. That is quite a bit that is a lot I of could cheese see whiz. how some people might not want that personally i wouldn't say there's a limit to how much cheese whiz you can put on well here's the difference between spraying it directly into your mouth and putting it on a cracker uh when you spray it directly into your mouth it's a slow kind of steady stream it's not really a fast spray okay yeah um versus on a cracker you go from zero to 2046 immediately as soon as it touches your mouth none higher no higher Unless you unless you stack double decker cheese with it with another Ritz cracker, oh, yeah, you can do but that brings the you know ratio down because now you have two Ritz crackers. Yeah, so it's kind of you have to really balance yeah. it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I love though how cheese whiz is basically the cheese version of whipped cream, or like you know the bottles of whipped cream yeah. that basically the same type like of like the bottle. ready whip. Yeah, yeah, like that. 
Now there is no limit to how much cool whip or ready whip you can put on the thing. Now, let me ask you this. Can you put ready whip on a Ritz cracker? Yes. Um, I personally haven't done it, but I have no reason to believe that would not be delicious. I think it, it would be good, but I could see how it might not be with the combination of the saltiness and buttery and just how sweet that the um, the whipped cream can be. Because you know how I don't... Yeah, we're having flashbacks to a previous episode where we disagreed on the salty versus sweet, yeah, the classic flavor combination. Yeah. Which I, I don't understand how you're not behind yet. The butter I can get behind. Butter, while salty, it typically doesn't mesh well with sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, like salt. I think it would be good... What? Like salt. You don't think salted butter is good? No. Salt with oh, sugar. no, no. Okay, we disagree there. The, th- the thing with a Ritz cracker and butter is that I believe it's buttered flavored. I don't think there's actually butter on a Ritz cracker. I'm going to look it up real quick. Um, ingredients, uh, unbleached, enriched flour, wheat flour. Uh, I'd hate there to be bleach in my flour. That stuff's dangerous. Oil, uh, palm oil, sugar, salt. Yeah, there's no actual butter in here. It Interesting. Is, it is just butter flavored. Um so I think that's where the difference is. If I'm having a, a butter, which is a dairy, and a sweet... No, that doesn't make... Because ice cream's dairy, and it's sweet. And yeah. that goes good together. Yeah, I don't think you can... I think dairy can definitely be sweet. I had tried a vanilla cheese one time, and that was actually pretty good. Is milk sweet? Um, Not naturally, no. Not natural. But... Like, one time I made you that one drink. Yep. That was, um... A little bit of sugar. It was milk, sugar, and vanilla. Yes. That was pretty that good. That was sweet. But it wasn't natural milk. And chocolate milk is pretty sweet. Yeah, but it's not natural milk. It's not natural. Well, it does come from brown cows. Yes, but they oh. still have to add the sugar to it to make it, the chocolate flavor, like, and elevate. It, yeah, amp it up a little bit. Yeah. Because when you have, like, just straight from the brown cow, it tastes like dark chocolate. Yeah. So it's It's still really bitter. bitter. Yeah. Um, it's like 60% dark chocolate, where it's like, you almost don't want to even eat the chocolate. Yeah. Um, you gotta sugar it up just a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Um, otherwise, um, God bless the brown cows and all the good work that they do. Um, now, what I've... What I find interesting... So, you know how they have the strawberry milk, right? Yeah. You've never seen a pink cow before, I was just going to say that. I've never once seen a pink cow. Yeah. It's so strange. Now, in elementary school, um, I had a stress cow. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, we're from Wisconsin. Have you ever yes. heard of the stress ball? Yes. So, it was a stress ball in the shape of a cow. Oh, yes. And on the sides, it got milk. Um, nice. And it was pink. So, that was the only pink cow I've ever seen, and it was a stress cow. So... I believe they're real. I just don't think they're like a local thing. They gotta be from overseas somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It, that's the only excla- explanation I can I've think heard of. I've heard of like the Japanese brand cows. Not brand, but breed cows. Oh, might be somewhere. It's probably somewhere over places. in Japan. They love them strawberries. Or maybe it's like like uh, yaks or bison Ooh. or something like that that are so hairy you can't see you the can't pinkness under the real color. Yeah. Um, now, have you heard of those? Those are type of cows. Have you heard of a buffamoo? 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 Yes. 
No. This is a buffalo to a farm cow that made love and okay. made babies. It's a, a called a buffamoo. Okay. And one escaped the other day. What does that mean? It, it was being hauled off to the butcher shop, and the cow, buffamoo, sorry, said no thank you, and it broke through the truck as it was driving, made it off of the freeway, and was roaming free. What would you do if you saw a buffamoo over to your right as you're on 41, just like... I'd go to the left. No, like, it's not on the highway. It's just grazing in a field. I'd probably drive by and look at it. That's what I would do. I would want to ride it. Oh. This is my one chance to be the guy in a buffalo. Have you seen this? A buffamoo? But I would pretend it's a buffalo. Oh, okay. And I could sing the song, Guy in a Buffalo... I was thinking of the song Water Buffalo. Everybody's got a water buffalo. Yours is fast and mine is slow. Oh, where'd we get them? I don't know. But everybody's got a water buffalo. See, I was thinking man on a buffalo where it goes, it's a man on a buffalo. Or is it a guy? A guy on a buffalo. Mine's from VeggieTales. Mine's from Guy in a Buffalo. Ah, I see. That's Um, where it came from. He's an American hero, really. I don't know what that is. He um, went hunting, uh, got straight up mauled by a cougar, nice. and his buffalo was having his own problems because he was being uh, attacked by wolves, and they both handled their own situations. The guy punched the cougar in the face. Okay. Uh, yeah. Buffalo kicked the wolf. Um, he got shot at by an Indian, uh, snuck up behind the Indian after it scared the buffalo away, uh, broke the Indian's gun on a stump, and did all this other stuff. He found a baby in a bush. You know what? Uh, crossed a river. Found it to a barren lady. Happy baby. You know what I've, like, the only thing I can picture right now? Yeah. Is Paul Bunyan and Babe. (laughs) You know, ever since Babe died, you know, the blue ox. Yes. We've never had blueberry milk since then. That is true. It's the last. They even stopped advertising it. Blue ox. Now, this is a little off topic. Um. A lot of things are here. What are the chances that strawberry milk is just regular white milk with a little bit of strawberry flavoring in it? Um, what are the chances? I'd say probably like 13% chance that that's, that's actually true. Because I think if, if it's possible, I mean, we, it could we could capitalize on this because you and I have personally never seen a pink cow before. What if we can make our own strawberry milk in Wisconsin? I think it'd be interesting, but I feel like compared to like the real strawberry milk, we'd have to put in a lot of work to actually measure up mm-hmm. to the actual hype that cho- strawberry cho- strawberry <laughs> milk gets. Strawberry chocolate milk. That's oh boy, I just that is sounds amazing. That does. Everybody you've ever loves, had you've had like strawberry or cho- chocolate strawberries? Yeah, chocolate covered um, strawberries. But put it in milk form. Yeah. A drinkable romantic drink. Yeah. You're having a, a nice milk, sh- strawberry chocolate milkshake. Throw some ice cream in there. Yeah. Or, like, you could have, like, you can mix it up. You could have strawberry milk with chocolate ice cream, chocolate milk with strawberry ice cream. Make a little it's, float. Yeah. Limitless. How, how do you feel about floats? Let's be real here. Um, they're all right. Like root beer, whole crush, orange, um, grape floats. I'm not... Ice cream is alright. 
I'm not too big into ice cream, though. Okay, so we can agree that floats are pretty much the most disgusting thing in the world. No, but they're not the best, no. Like, I, they completely fail their target demographic, which are ice cream and soda lovers. It ruins both of them. It makes a completely new thing that I personally dislike. Okay, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. Well, here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to tell you my opinion on floats through. Go ahead. I've only had one good float in my life, and I've had it twice. Um, same place, uh, fourth and fifth grade at St. Mary's, um, we had sock hops. Did you have these as a kid growing up? No. I can't remember what era it was. I believe it was the 70s. Um, we pretended to be in this era. So all the kids would dress up, we'd take our shoes off, music was playing, and we'd roll around listening to this old style music, having a blast. We would drink root beer floats, because that's what they did in whatever era we were celebrating. Those were good, but it was the experience that made the float good. Whenever I get a float now, it's usually, I want a little bit of ice cream. But I'm also kind of thirsty, so I'm going to get a little root beer with that. Or I'm going to get a little orange soda with that. Well, that's your problem. Or I'm going to get a little grape soda with that. That stuff Don't get me started on grapes, Jared. <laughs> that stuff makes you more thirsty. Yes, it dehydrates you. I know this. But if I'm on a special event, I don't want to pay $3 for a bottle of water. When I could pay four for a scoop of ice cream and a pint of soda. That's where you go to the room next door and just use the water bubbler. It's just a bubbler, Jared. It's not even a water bubbler. I know. It's I, a bubbler. I know. I hear bubbler all the time and I hear water fountain all the time. I've just come to connect the two and just call it a water bubbler. I am disgusted with you right now. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, I'm talking about floats here. All your transitions have failed. I haven't even tried my transitions yet. The minute the ice cream hits... Let's just stick with root beer real quick. The minute the ice cream hits the root beer, it immediately starts to melt. What is so funny? <laughs> I'm just saying I could totally derail you right now and just change the topic so much that we have to go into that. I would like to see you try because I'm very passionate about how much okay. I dislike floats. The minute the ice cream hits the root beer... It begins to melt, which lets this vanilla flavor seep into the root beer. Okay. I don't want no vanilla-y root beer. I want regular old root beer. I know vanilla root beer is a thing. I just don't want it. Especially to the imperfected amount that a scoop of vanilla ice cream gives me in a root beer flow. If I want vanilla root beer, I would have asked for vanilla root beer. But no, I asked for a regular root beer with a scoop of vanilla ice cream in it, and you ruined it. You know what's weird? What's that? I had a dream last night that yeah. Chuck Norris was in. Chuck Norris was in my dream. Cool. And he came right next to, like, he was driving a truck. I told Brooke about this, so he, she started calling him Truck Norris. Truck Norris, I like it. But here, let me start at the beginning of what okay. I remember from my dream. So I was in a dentistry class. But it wasn't to become a dentist. It was just a class teaching you how to brush your teeth properly which you need question mark maybe it's probably something in the back of my mind that's like hey you need, you should brush your teeth more that probably exists yeah but, um afterwards it it turned the area turned into like where i work which is the meat block and so i decide to grab hot dogs because we sell hot dogs there yeah and so I go out and I sit down on this like little, uh, this this lawn, freshly cut grass that's kind of got like a slight incline to it, to 
like a football field away is like a county highway and there's trucks driving past and i'm just eating these hot dogs and they're still connected so they're in the little links they're in the links and i'm just eating them straight up just like one by one just going in my mouth buns? and so chuck norris no drives buns? up nope no buns. Okay, no buns and truck norris drives up i don't know what he says i totally forgot I just thought it was weird that Truck Norris just kind of comes up to me as I'm eating hot dogs on a hill, slight hill, watching traffic go by. So where did the stigma for Chuck Norris being like an unkillable god come from? Might have been from his movies. His movies? Yeah. Hmm. See, it is the same thing with like orange floats. So where... you're going back to that. <laughs> I, I derailed you for a little bit. I'm yeah, I was letting you speak. But uh, I just have one more thing I want to say about these floats. I have one more thing the, about my dream, the, though, with too. With the orange floats, there's this the point. vanilla flavor is <laughs> I was laying on my back. <laughs> the minute the vanilla and hits I could, the orange soda, I had my eyes closed completely. completely <laughs> And I could see from someone the same problem as the root look, walk up to me and watch me sleep. I just and I woke up. In basically a cold Regular sweat, orange soda. my heart pounding like a hammer. Maybe on the side. Maybe that's I was my freaking problem. out. This was all last night too. Maybe by I the way. just should order my drink. Because last night I did separately. not sleep well very much, so I got a lot of dreams. That's in, interesting. But I don't remember. I like this. I'll have to try that next time. I'll have to order them separately. Anyway, sorry, Jared. What were you saying? Um, I was just asking how I love hearing you talk about your experience with uh, sleep paralysis. Yes. So I would like to hear more about that. More have about you that. Um, recently had any episodes, or is this? So I have actually stopped um, doing this because I had a few couple like bad streaks, mm -hmm. and um, I I just in my mind it wasn't worth the potential heart attack um, for a lucid dream. So I haven't done it recently um, in probably about a year, maybe even two. Um, I do have some stories. I feel like we might have talked about this on a pod. I don't think I shared my stories, but did we talk about sleep paralysis at all? I don't remember. I don't. Honestly. I'll I'll talk about it anyway. You edit the episodes, don't you? Uh, remember anything? No. Okay. Anyway, um, we'll have to ask Georgia after we get done recording <laughs> yeah. it because this is all fresh in her mind. Um, like, like, what do you want to know? Like, well, some scary thoughts, or... Yeah, like, scary things that happened to you while in sleep paralysis. Okay, so, th the one that got me the most was one of the more recent ones. I have... Uh, one thing that's important. Um, I I do have this reoccurring nightmare that happens to me about once, and maybe And it's a regular a nightmare? Like, not during sleep paralysis or anything? Yes, like this is a regular nightmare. Okay. I get it once or twice per week. I always wake up in a cold sweat. Um, and apparently... Whenever I have this, I like visibly shake um, more than I would when I'm normal. Because so, I don't move at all when I'm normally sleeping. But when I have this nightmare, I I start to shake a little bit. That's people are, can tell I'm having a nightmare, okay. and they're able to wake me up from it. Um, there's there's this person in that nightmare who terrifies the heck out of me. I don't know how to describe her. It is a her. She's a very short person, but she's not young. She's very old. Um, like, like old grandma old, or just kind of like she has long gray hair. Think okay. of like your stereotypical witch, kind of like hunched over. Okay. Um, like short, like I'm talking like two feet. Okay. Um, very short. Yoda size. Yoda size, and um, w one of the more re like one of my most recent uh sleep paralysis things was, 
I, I was laying on my side um, toward the wall, so I couldn't see anything in my room. And when you're in sleep paralysis, you can't move your body. Do you know why that is? Uh, yes. Um, so, do you know? or Yes, okay, I believe I'll so. let you explain it. I'm so, I believe talking. when you go to sleep, when you go into the deeper parts of sleep, your brain sets out a chemical that just kind of makes your body stop moving so you can rest more easily. And so when you wake up in the middle of that cycle, that's when you can't move because those chemicals won't let your body register any of the movement. Exactly. And it's it's the same chemical that literally prevents you from acting out your dreams. And if that didn't happen, you would literally act out your dream. There's, so is that why some people actually can sleepwalk? Is that yes, that stuff um, doesn't actually... Sometimes uh, the brain doesn't release it. Some, and that's where like your rare... Just like I randomly sleptwalk one day or... Um, there are like people out there that physically their brain doesn't release this chemical or can't produce it or something. It's actually a disease where like they sleepwalk every single day and they do this other stuff and they they have to be very careful when they sleep and they have to know what's going on around them when they sleep because it can be very dangerous to the point where I, I've heard people like get up and like they'll wake up and they're like, oh, I was going swimming in my dream and he'd be like in the water in the middle of a lake not knowing how he got there and that's when he woke up so like if he kept on staying asleep next thing you know he's drowning and he finally wakes up and he's like well who knows it's it could be a very dangerous thing yeah um so this chemical prevents you from acting out your dreams um so i'm facing the wall i can't remember exactly how i sleep i'm pretty sure i have my one arm over my shoulder and the other one underneath my pillow and they say when you're experiencing the sleep paralysis don't focus on moving your all your limbs. Like, focus on the little stuff, your toes and your fingers first. Because it's almost like when your body's asleep, like an arm falls asleep. Yeah. You're not trying to whip it around. You physically can't. Because it's asleep. You gotta start by just focusing on like, okay, I'm wiggling my fingers. I this is like I know this is what I do when I wiggle my fingers, and I can't feel it. Um, I, I could actually like feel the tension in my muscles, but they're physically paralyzed, so I, they weren't moving. Slowly but surely, I could start to move them. But I, I could hear my door open a little bit, and I started hearing like footsteps walk into my room. Now, sleep paralysis is scary because you hallucinate when you're doing this. Mm -hmm. The chemicals in your brain are still pumping out whatever chemicals that produce your dream. Um, but you're awake now and your eyes are open and it's still pumping out these chemicals to help you imagine all these things that turns into hallucinations now when you're experiencing this and you can't see or you can't move it's a freaky thing um so these hallucinations are typically going to be bad i've rarely heard of like a good sleep paralysis story um but i i've heard my door open and i i heard footsteps walk in and I just felt a little bit of tension from my blanket at the bottom of my bed. Almost like someone was like grabbing it and like just like trying to pull themselves up onto my bed. Mm -hmm. um, I'm facing almost directly against the wall. I can't see anything except for my wall. And I'm just freaking out like trying to move my fingers, trying to move anything. And then right as like I feel like me physically moving my fingers... I know it's just a matter of time before, like, I can move my body and this will all be over type of thing. Yeah. Um, just as that happens, uh, the, this, the face of the, the girl from my dream 
just like jump in front of my eyesight like a jump scare in a video game and she she's just staring at me and it freaked me the hell out like i kid you not probably three seconds later i was able to like move and she disappears goes wherever it happens when you finally get out of that state and it was just it scares the crap out of me to the point, i don't think i slept for the rest of the night even though it happened like pretty early in the night i think it was still like 1 a.m i don't think i slept for the rest of the night turned all the lights on in my basement just like stared at my door for probably a couple hours before like feeling comfortable enough to pull up a screen or something it, it was terrifying now yeah have you heard hoppy's story i don't maybe um it's not a sleep paralysis story but it is a story that terrifies him to this day and i'd, I'd love to have him tell it uh, i was just curious if you heard it but i don't um, he swears there was a, a ghost, a demon, something. He could feel the presence of it, and he could see it. But, like, whatever it was, it wasn't interacting with him, but it was, like, interested in him. To the point where, like, stood in his doorway or something. And he just got bad vibes from this thing. And I can't remember if he was... He was definitely awake, but I'm not sure if it was a sleep paralysis thing or not. I would definitely ask him about that next okay. time. Sounds interesting. It's a, a very interesting I always story. find this stuff interesting, even though it terrifies me. Uh, have you experienced with no. lucid dreaming at all, even? No. Well, Are you interested in it? Not really, because I think I've gotten quite good at having good stories in my dreams normally. Yeah. At least when I'm experiencing. Afterwards, I'm like, that was just weird. But I've... Normally, a lot of times when I wake up and I've had a dream, I will spend a few minutes in my bed just, like, going through again what happened in that dream, and it makes me remember them more, and it makes me remember, like, dreams down the line mm -hmm. easier. Oh, yeah. So, I've gotten pretty good at just knowing what I've dreamt, and it's, it's pretty interesting. Dreams are one of the few things that is very unknown yeah. to, like humans like why do we dream mm -hmm. um like how we dream is pretty known like chemicals get released and all this stuff but why do we do it like what's the purpose of it what is this was this like is there meaning behind our dreams it's so unexplored and almost impossible to like understand mm -hmm. that it's such a mystery to me i i am a like i do think that dreams are like a, almost a way into like a secret world type of thing yeah where if possible, you could fully live another life in a dream. Mm -hmm. And it's just so untapped. It's so mysterious to me. I love talking about dreams. Yeah, I love talking about them too. One thing I want to say, I think we were talking about Jordan Peterson yes. one time. And I saw a video recently that he was talking about how he had a client one time who could lucid dream really well, so well in fact, that she could like go up to characters in her dream ask them what they're doing why are they there and like what's the meaning behind them and they'll just straight up tell her like really? oh this is because of your insecurity about this and this really yeah that is cra i'll have to watch that um most people when they lose a dream it's just to be like i when i'm flying in a dream or doing something fantastical you get that rush you get that feeling mm -hmm. like you're actually flying like that's um i didn't do it for very long i never flew i've tried but like it the more extreme you get the more your body is like 
this you should wake up we know yeah. you, we know you're tricking us so like you got to kind of ease yourself into it uh, i didn't do it long enough to fly but i was able to like in a dream i'm not sure if you feel this way i feel like i'm watching a movie when i dream that stars me no i feel like i'm actually living it out okay. it's not a movie it's my actual life I'm okay living. So when I, when I typically when I dream, it's I'm watching a movie starring me, and it's doing what I would do, but like when I'm physically in danger, I don't feel in danger. So, but when are I'm, you seeing this from your perspective, or are you looking down at yourself? I'm looking down at myself. That's really interesting. Always. I've never done that before. Except I always, ex- first person. Except for my reoccurring nightmare, which is always first person. That's strange. With it, it almost feels like a a movie where it's like when something's like suspenseful is going to happen it almost switches to like a third person like a security camera almost like okay. on the side of a building where i can see myself walking around but it doesn't take me out of it at all um yeah most of my dreams are third person i'm rarely in like the first person perspective except for that reoccurring nightmare that's really weird now what? i just have more questions uh okay <laughs> just about, dream, oh, about dreams, dreams in general like i said there's so much people don't know about them yeah I'm, I am curious now if, like, most dreams are from a third person or first person's perspective. Yeah. perspective. Or maybe is... if they're, like, second person, like, if you see a viewpoint but from another person looking at you. That could be interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. That that could be... I don't think I've ever had that happen. And if okay. it has, I haven't picked up on it. I haven't had that, but I'd like to see if anyone actually has. Now, have you ever fallen in your dream? Um... Just last night. Really? Um, I I didn't fall in my dream. I was jumping. And my legs physically... Whoop. Like in bed? Uh, in bed. It happens to me quite a bit. Interesting. It's only when I'm falling or jumping where I actually like wake up because my legs kicked up in the air or my arms are I don't fun. think I've... To my knowledge, I've never moved in my sleep during a dream. Like, a lot. Like, I, I can like roll over in bed or something. But... Yeah. I won't actually, like, reenact my dream. It typically happens, like, the instant before I fall asleep. Like, I'm still kind of dozing off. Yeah, that's when usually my dreams off. happen. Yeah, and I, I just start to doze off, and it's like, okay, the dream starts, but I'm not... Like, I don't feel like those chemicals have kicked in yet all the way because I just jumped off of a building or something, and my legs popped up. Yeah, I notice my dreams happen mostly... I'd say like 1 or 2 a.m. when I end up waking up just in the middle of the night. I do this so much. I just wake up and I can fall back to sleep really quickly, but that's like when I'm falling asleep then, that's when I have dreams. Which is why I love the five-minute snooze. See, I can't do a five-minute snooze because then I'll just want to continue it more. (laughs) That's what I do, though. I just continue it more. But I want it more than five minutes no if i need to if i go back i'm gonna need like the full storyline <laughs> just finished do you ever have it where a dream is like so close to finishing it? like you can yeah. feel yeah that the, the end is right like two more minutes and that's when your and alarm you clock goes off yeah it's like no come on i hate that it is the worst and sometimes because it bothers me so much i'll actually like while i'm going through the day i'll remember my dream i'm like you know let's let's daydream a scenario that finishes the storyline right now and then I'll come up with something oh, yeah. to finish it 
I, I don't think I've ever done that, but I've definitely had it where, like, that was a really good dream. I'm going to think about that while I'm going to bed and hope it just continues where it left off. Has that ever happened to you? Um, like... happened, like, once or twice. It's not very consistent. Okay. And it, I won't say it, like, plays where it left off. It's more of, like, a similar dream that is, like, it's not a perfect, like, recreation. It's just, like, this is a similar thing. Yeah. Um, like, it's, there's some reconnection in there, yeah. but it's not the same. Yeah. It still gives me the satisfaction of finishing the story. Alright. Wasn't there a sleep paralysis episode you had where someone walked into your room and they, like, pulled something off your face and it ended up being, like, a centipede? No, that was me waking up one day. Um, so, that wasn't a sleep paralysis at all. I, I felt something uh, tickling me and it, it like, woke me up and I just moved my room into the basement of my my parents house and uh it, it wasn't furnished yet it clearly wasn't well sprayed for bugs because I woke up and there was a, a longest centipede I've seen we don't have very big centipedes in Wisconsin it was probably the biggest centipede I've seen but it was physically crawling on my face I picked it up and I saw it squirming away and I was just like this is terrifying and I, I squashed so it. That was a, that was a real life thing that happened to me. Okay, it's that's one more of the most terrifying, terrifying things to wake up to. And it's like the silver, like not like the red centipedes, right? It's like one of those silver one with yeah. so many legs, yeah. and those are even those well, yeah. are the worst. And, and like I said, it was it was the biggest one I've seen here in Wisconsin. Those we have, we have small bugs here in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, it, it was the biggest one that I've personally seen. It was physically crawling on my neck. Uh, it was crawling down my shoulder, and when I woke up, I felt the tickle on my cheek. So it was coming down my face, and when I caught it, it was on my neck. So I don't know what it was doing up here, but um, that that was a, a real-life thing that happened to me. I hate bugs so much. That's why I hate the deep nest in Hollow Knight so oh, yeah. much. They're, bugs are in, bugs are interesting. I, I like them. But not a lot. <laughs> I Okay, there's only one bug that I don't like. What's that? Mosquitoes. Oh, well... Mosquitoes, I don't think, have a point in this world. No. Um, well, neither do centipedes. Centipedes? Um, I mean, I put most bugs under the category of food, which I guess mosquitoes are, but they're not worth the trouble. But what are they food to? Birds. More bugs? Birds. Birds can eat fruits, too. Yeah, but they can get eat Why can't bugs. All, the only bugs that exist are, like, spiders and flies? They can eat the flies. Okay, um, you can get rid of every single bug, except you have to keep five bugs. Five bugs. Yeah. Don't think of, like, the environmental implications. Only five bugs you can keep. Everything else goes extinct. Okay. Uh, um, don't think of the environmental stuff. Though. Honeybees. Honeybees, yes. Spiders. Okay. I'm fine with those. Um, Even though, if you got rid of spiders, the honeybees will still be fine? Yeah. Okay. Wait, are these the ones I'm getting rid of? No, these okay, are the ones keep you're keeping. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, ants, because they're just so pointless, they don't bother me at all. Flies, I'm known as the flies bane. I'm the only one that calls me that, but <laughs> I feel special that I can kill that many flies. Okay. And I need one more bug? Yeah. Um, butterflies. Butterflies are cool. You know what? I'm taking flies out and putting praying mantis on there. I was going to say mantis are cool. Yeah. Um, I gotta go, I gotta put dragonfly somewhere on that oh, list. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Just how they can like stop midair is really That's cool. pretty cool. They can like fly backwards and forwards yeah. and just hover. It's like the hummingbird of insects. Yeah. Um, pretty cool. I do want to talk about ants though. Why is that? Uh, you keep ants. Yeah. Um. So my most can recent. Can I just say a specific ant? No, I mean, yeah, sure. What specific ant would you keep? Just n- not deadly ants. Okay. I was actually terrified of ants for a long time. Yeah. Because of this one episode of MacGyver, where they basically like they can like kill people because there's so many of them and they're oh, yeah. just kind of surrounding this town and macgyver has to find a way to he ends up like making a flood to kill them all but it was pretty terrifying because he had to like run through this whole field just filled with ants and he had like a hazmat suit on and he'd have to take it off because they were just crawling on him oh, yeah. so much it was pretty terrifying um i one of my worst nightmares is wandering through a woods or a forest alone and walking into like a natural mine, if you will. Or not like a, I'm going to go caving mine, but like a, a bomb mine, a natural one. Like a, it's dark, maybe I walk into a bee's nest or something like that. Okay. Piss all the bees off. I'm pretty much dead. Another example of mine would be, ants can make huge ass columns. Mm-hmm. To the point where if you accidentally walk into one, you can be surrounded before you know it. Um, I know this because when I'm on my most recent camping trip, I had to set my hammock directly above an anthill. It was a very small anthill. I don't know how deep it went underneath it, but the top of it was very small. I was like, this is no big deal. I was walking around it while I set my hammock up. And within a matter of probably five seconds, I had to leave and find, like, put bug spray on me. I had to just spray the area because up to my knees there were already like 10 ants that made it up to my knees within five seconds wow and i literally had to run out of there just wiping my legs down i was just being crawled around and it was a small from my understanding it looked kind of small mm-hmm. and they were biting me there it was i was super itchy um it was not fun i would not keep ants on my list i'll okay. just say that okay i just thought since they're so like they don't do that much compared to like mosquitoes or and they're not as creepy like centipedes are that's fair um how okay can we all agree that like hornets and wasps are just assholes yeah like they're bad bees they don't even do anything beneficial do they they're like bees but like unnecessary yeah they're unnecessarily aggressive yeah um now what do you think would win in a fight you have a, a glass jar Okay. You put a hornet, a wasp, a bee. Is there another stinging creature? There's like yellow jackets. Yellow jack. I think those are just like bees. You put them in a glass and you shake them up so they're mad and they're going to have to fight to the death. What do you think comes out? Um, depends on what kind they are. Because if like, they're like those like deadly murder hornets, the hornet would win. If it's like those huge wasps that can like kill people one of those it, yeah it depends on what type this is one thing that always fascinated me as a as a kid growing up it's like you put a whole bunch of like a similar animal in like a fight to the death situation like i always did this with like the big cats mm-hmm. like if you put a lion a tiger um a cheetah is kind of a small big cat but like a whole bunch of these things and you just made them fight to the death what would yeah. come out type of thing um that always interested me so like i was, i think the tiger would come out on top i think so uh, the big cat uh, dogs, the wolf, mm-hmm. obviously, um, the, the 
bees and the hornet saw is always an interesting one because I never knew too much about it. Um, did you know there's such a thing as insect fighting? Uh, no, I did not. I don't know if it's illegal. All I know is I went over to Garrett's house one day, and uh, he, he he his brother got into like these insect fights where people would like raise these insects and like put bets on them and then they put them in like a fight to the death situation i feel like that is illegal because it's kind of like gambling it is well gambling's not illegal then why is there such thing as illegal gambling is there yeah you've never heard that term before no like gambling against on illegal things is illegal but like gambling in general is not but you can play like card games for money like not at a casino and that could be illegal, isn't it? No, I don't. No? No. Okay. That's like how you can bet on sports. That's gambling. Uh, I guess maybe. Yeah, you might be right. Like, I think if you're gambling on illegal things, it's illegal. Okay. But who knows? I would have to look it up. All right. I wanted to go back to the dream thing yeah. and mix it with the insect thing. Because some of my least favorite dreams are when the it ends up being... The entire ground, basically, is just crawling with big bugs. You know those, like, Halloween decorations of spiders? Yeah. They're like spiders that size, Ooh. just crawling around. There's giant centipedes just, like, digging through the dirt and stuff. Like, they were, like, some video game. Like, not like a, like a normal video game, but yeah. just, like, a computer game that you, like, would play as a kid. Those, like, worms that oh, would yeah. come up and you had to, like, dodge them or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, the ground would be littered with that. And I wouldn't be, like, terrified of these situations. It was more like hatred for the world being <laughs> that way. Okay, like, I why, why is this like this? I hate this. Little did you know it was just how the world is. No, it was just my, how my dreams were. I, I, I'm not afraid of bugs, so I don't think I really had a bug nightmare ever. Um, now, the very first nightmare that I can remember was of sharks. Have you ever had a shark nightmare? No, I'm not scared of sharks. Um, I was in a hot, I wasn't either until this dream. I was in a hot tub at a hotel. Um, and you know, like the grates in a hot tub? Um, that popped open and three sharks came in to my hot tub and just started swimming around. I was able just to get up and walk out of it. But it was just terrifying. It's like a shark just got into the hot tub, man. We got to check security or something like that. Are you ever terrified the shark might attack you in the shower? No. Are you? No. Okay, no. Like, I, I don't think I'm afraid of sharks. It's just like, that was the very first nightmare I have. I waking up, I woke up, like, scared. Because it's like... Interesting. That was weird. I... I wasn't afraid of sharks, but one very specific fear I had was... Have you ever seen a picture of a moray eel? I will look it up right now as you're telling so the story. So, they look terrifying. They have, like super long teeth and those just beady eyes that just look at you they look so predatory and oh, dangerous yep, yep. yeah and i believe that stemmed from watching the princess bride and there's a scene where um buttercup jumps in the water and the inconceivable guy is like you hear that princess those are the shrieking eels and like eels are like swarming around her and one like comes right at her and it changes the camera viewpoint and it's coming right at the camera and i've always since then like imagined whenever i get into like a lake or like 
natural waters. I don't want to look down because I feel like I'm just going to look in the water and see <laughs> giant eel. eels the size of like like a couch. Like that thickness. Oh, yeah. Like swallow me whole type. You should play Super Mario 64. I don't think I... It's a Mario game and there's an eel in this game. It is like given a bunch of kids nightmares. Because it's terrifying. I already have nightmares. Um, I don't want to go through that. This eel is just freaky. Um, you could at least show me a picture, but I don't think I'm gonna play. It's, it's a poorly. Yeah, I'll I'll pull up a picture, but it is a. Uh, it looks just like this eel. Uh, it gave me heart attacks as a kid. Just like. You got to swim right in front of its. Okay, the point of the game is to get, stars, like you pick a level and you got to get the star. Yep. Um, there's a star on the tail of the eel, but he's hiding in a cave, so you got to swim right in front of him to get him to come out, because he tries to bite you. Um, as you swim right in front of him, and he doesn't bite you because you're swimming too fast, you got to follow him, and he has a star on his back. Um, that is that is the picture of him. Okay, that's not too bad, but I could see how that just mysteriously coming out of the murky... That's the one thing I hate, is the murky waters... And I was going to say, I feel like this just goes into your, of, your fear of water. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's reasonable. Water's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Especially when it's murky and you don't see clearly. That's what scares me. So does fog freak you out? Like when it's foggy? No. no. Frog and mist I find really fascinating. Unless it's dark out. That's terrifying. Not too terrifying to me, but... I do have a feeling like someone's going to pop out and scare you. Do you ever have it where, like, you look outside and it's dark out, and it just feels like this is a scene in a movie somewhere? Or, like, I feel like I, I'm an actor, or, like, I feel like this is a movie situation, and it just makes you feel kind of cool? No. Um, okay, so I get that sometimes. But there's things that make me feel cool, but not as an actor. So, well, not as an actor, but, like, as a... This would happen in a movie, so I'm gonna like. Okay, yeah, I guess I'm gonna that. play a hero type of thing. Uh, yep. I get that feeling no more than when it's foggy and it's dark out and the street lights are shining down. Yes, and it's I just love like how that looks. You can see like it's clear where the street light is, but then as it just gets closer and closer to the ground, it just gets cloudier and cloudier. Yeah. No feeling wants to make me walk around the neighborhood than like that. I'm that creepy guy that's you're scared that's gonna jump out at you. I'm not that scared though. Because I think on land, so even if it's really thick fog, you can still see, like, at least your arm length. Oh, yeah. at least. So if there's something within my arm length, that can, like, hit me or attack me or something. But if it's farther than that, they'll have to, like, throw something or have a gun in order to hurt me. Oh, yeah. And I think I can handle myself better on land than, you can than I can in water with creatures that have lived in water their whole life. That is true. That being said, if you're fighting like a sibling or a, a friend in like a pool and you're just like wrestling around, that's that's so much fun because you can't really hurt someone when you're in the water wrestling. You can drown someone. Well, like if you're playful wrestling and I punch you underwater, it's not going to hurt now you. Now with my older brother. Oh, yeah? It's annoying because he doesn't know how to play the best. Oh, so he's just so kind of rough. I'm just swimming around underwater i'm like okay i'm i need to go get a breath so i swim up towards the, oh he just pushes me down farther oh, that's terrifying. being playful i'm like 
I'm starting to choke on the water. No, this is where I play. Whenever I play with people, I usually push them up. Like when we were at the, the pool, I got oh, directly yeah. underneath you, and then I kicked you up, and it made you feel like you were flying. See, I was afraid a bit that you were trying to surface, oh, yeah. but I was in your way. No, I, I, so I, I think you're doing a backflip or something, and uh, I just swam right underneath you, and I positioned myself to be like a pencil dive, but my feet were going towards the surface and i pushed myself up and i got to jared's back and i just launched him it really wasn't that high because i was underwater well, it's hard to get compared to everyone else you were throwing around i got pretty high oh, yeah. because i'm a pretty light guy right yeah. i'm six foot two and 135 pounds yeah you're you're a, you're pretty much a stick so even though in like our first or second episode we were describing how medium muscly i am oh, yeah. built you, like a you, semi-truck you do look like a we semi-truck we i look like it but also but he does I'm not, not like it. he's not he's not um see i i wore my uh sleeveless shirt today to i noticed that right big, as i opened the door i'm like oh show off my big muscles yeah um i felt good today so you know i've got to show them off a little bit did you cut those sleeves off no it looks like you did no actually i oh. bought it like this my brother it might be inside out if i'm being honest no, it's not. It doesn't look like it. No, it is not. We are good. I just I like how uh, this episode is good, I'm pretty sure. Is is what you said? This episode is good. Oh. We, we've hit the time that we're looking for. Yeah, I'd say it's um, good. Any yeah. last comments? Um, Just stay out of water, kids. Stay out of water. Eels won't attack you then. Eat your Ritz and... Don't touch box jellyfish. Or stingrays. Or stingrays. Real quick. I, I don't want to... Um, no, I'll save it for next episode because I'm not going to tease anything, but I do want to save it for next episode. Okay. Because this is a whole other conversation. I you're you're going to forget it, but yeah. No, I'll write it down immediately. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of Socks on a Jaguar. The show is weird as its namesake, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm your host, number one, Kason. And I'm your other number one host, Jared. See you next time. I was doing finger guns there. I saw that. <laughs>